popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. This is Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Dave and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts. The epidermis. Today there will be buckets of blood for Daniel Day-Lewis, Sweeney Todd will get a bright red Colombian necktie, and Henry VIII will get a guillotine straight to the face. Are you ready? It's Thumb time. And welcome back to Thumbs of Fury. Someday we'll fade out that intro. Someday. I actually already did. I think it fades out right there. But that's uh, this is episode five, and it was really quiet. And thank God for post-production. That's what happens the second show in the new studio, though. That's right. Um, <clears throat> when you've got the the pneumonia and the Black Plague, as such as myself, um, things don't always work well. I don't think anyone listening to this for movie reviews cares about that. Why don't we get into the movies here? Come to what the listeners care about. They care about you on the break room. Then go. In go in. Okay, what are we doing today? Do we need to set it up? Or we just Nobody cares about it? that. First We're just going straight into it. First movie is Sweeney Todd. Actually, no. Yes. There will be blood I there. I declare first movie is Sweeney Todd. Fine. Sweeney Todd it is. Because I like Dave better. I hate both of you. This is the tale of an ordinary man. Who had everything. Barker's name was Benjamin Barker. Until a man of power stole his freedom, destroyed his family, and banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your soul. For life. And in his sorrow, a new man was born. Fifteen years dreaming, I might come home to a wife and child. Smile on you. You're poking mad. 
The years, no doubt, have changed me. That's all very well, but what are we going to do about him? I'll go ahead and say I'm the one who hasn't seen this, and all I know of it is what I saw in Jersey Girl. So, that's all I got. I was trying to think of that the other day. What was the movie that had such a heavy reference to Sweeney Todd, and I couldn't figure it out? And now I know it was the terrible Kevin Smith film, Jersey Girl, starring the equally terrible Jennifer Lopez. Well, she wasn't in it for long, fortunately. Thankfully. And but thankfully anyway, she died. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. But Aren't we? I thought we were going to review that. I just wanted to say. I thought we were going to review Sweeney Todd it. within Jersey Girl. We could do that if you want. I could be a part of that one. <laughs> I, so, I haven't seen Jersey Girl. So, so what did you guys think of it? And I'm proud to say that. Mark, what was uh, your opinion? Well, okay. Uh, just, as a, just a quick reference. This is uh, yet another Tim Burton, Johnny Depp film. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter as well. This is the Shocker. adaptation of Stephen Sondheim's play... And those, there's been many variations of Sweeney Todd. This is just the latest incarnation. Um, it's still, you know, I, I saw it two days ago. I was still was trying to finish the DVD today, see all the extras and stuff. I'm still kind of lukewarm on it. Um, after two or three days gone by, I think it was the cinematography was spectacular. That's what I was going to say. Now, did it give the, the gothic feel that you would expect oh, from Tim Burton? It's and- a Tim Burton film, so okay. yes, absolutely. Um, as Tim Burton films go, not my favorite. Um, my favorite color palette, probably. Uh, Does just- it compare to like maybe Edward Scissorhands or something like that? I'm just thinking it's something that might be kind of the same style, perhaps. Uh, closer to um, Spooky Hollow. Uh, okay. A lot closer to that. Than- Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, yes. Not Spooky Hollow. Sleepy Not holler. the scary part in your bedroom. This was definitely... <laughs> spooky Holler. Definitely uh, Sleepy Hollow-esque more than Edward Scissorhands, although it, it, Edward Scissorhands is more like Big Fish and Sweeney Todd if you mashed them up. I got you. You know, this was definitely more Sleepy Hollow influenced. Uh, I, I liked the cinematography. I liked the production. Uh, I thought everything about that, the, the visuals were just great. Now, just to give me a reference, did you like... Edward Scissorhands? I did. Okay. I, I enjoy most things I that Tim too. Burton did. I didn't like Planet of the Apes. Um, Big Fish kind of left me, eh. But I loved Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. I liked Sleepy Hollow. Corpse Bride wasn't bad. I haven't seen Corpse so Bride know. yet. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed all those things. It's just kind of a middle-tier uh, film for me, for Tim Burton. And uh, they, the acting was fine. Helen Bonham Carter didn't annoy me for once. Um, the singing wasn't that great, but as you learn in all the extras, none of them can actually sing, have actually ever sung before uh, professionally. Singing was okay. Uh, the biggest problem I had is that there was no, even that main theme that you hear in, yeah. in the trailer that we just played, just is not really, to me, a catchy, catchy song. And musicals, I expect to be a little bit more catchy than that. Uh, it was very discordant, and it, which it's supposed to be. I did appreciate the violence. I appreciated the blood. I appreciated the effort they made into it, but... Definitely for me, just uh, just yeah, just kind of lukewarm. A sideways thumb. Definitely a sideways. Now I um, Who I are you? saw this, Dave. Dave, I saw this, and uh, I think the uh, I like the way it looked. I like the 
I thought it was pretty cool. The you know the general violence. I liked the the style of blood he used. So we all enjoy when people get killed a lot in movies. Well, and it was because I like it was that. way over Death the top fun. violence, but it was yeah. done in a way that you weren't like your stomach wasn't really turning because no. it was so over the top. No. It was just kind of made it interesting and kind of funny. Tar- cartoony, yeah. I got that from the Jersey Girl scene. There's a lot of blood in that, <laughs> so really. I would assume um, there was a lot in the whole thing. I didn't like... I liked the actors and actresses. I would have liked to see this movie made non-musical form. Mm. I would have liked to have seen it made as an actual straight movie without the scene because the scene kept throwing me off because none of them are very good singers. Right. And I know they're not... And, you know, I watched a little bit of the extras. I didn't watch all of them. But, you know, they're not trained singers. They were all pretty much worried they were going to suck at singing. A lot of growling in their singing. I thought it was... Um, was overall, the original a musical? Do you guys yeah. know? Well, yeah, the okay. Stephen Sondheim, yes. Overall, okay. it was... I thought it was It's kind of like a musical in a script form. Uh, like you said, there's nothing really catchy about it. Mm. They just kind of go through the scenes. Well, most of the important... And, most start of, start it'd singing. Be like if we were just singing right now. Yeah, it'd uh, be like okay. just singing the review. <laughs> Most of the important things that are said in this in this play are in the songs, and yeah. so you can't get a good rhythmic flow when you have to fit all this exposition. In and that. there's not big hooks. It's just kind of like them yeah. singing along through the scene. Right. I really liked. I it caught my attention. I liked it. I liked the style and everything. Um, I have to give it a thumbs up just for pure style. Right. And it the story was tolerable. Entertaining. And, it was yeah. tolerable. Yeah, it was entertaining. I really would have liked to see it done. I know that wasn't the point, but I would have really. I think it would have been great if they would have done it as a straight movie mm. and not a musical. It's if not, they would have went a little bit further off. It sounds like it has kind of a similar storyline to something like Count of Monte Cristo or something. It is okay. I mean, they even acknowledge that if you watch some of the extras. Which, if you're if you really like this movie, I would highly recommend that you pick up the special edition. Because there's so much extra stuff on there about how why it was made. There are featurettes about the history behind the character and and uh, I really like plays. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Carter. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. She seems really cool. Like in all the interviews, yeah. a little crazy, but she seems really cool though. Well, she is married to to, to uh, yeah. Tim Burton, so it's true. You have to be a little crazy. You know, one thing I figured out in watching all these extras and something I never really thought about. I mean, obviously Johnny Depp and. Tim Burton have been paired up many times, but you know, I think that Tim Burton sees Johnny Depp as himself because he you put him side by side. Tim Burton looks like a fat Johnny Depp, <laughs> a dorkier, fatter Johnny Depp. And I think that he sees himself so much in Johnny Depp and he puts himself, he doesn't say it, but I think he puts himself in every film he does. And, uh, I, I appreciate their relationship. I think they have a great working relationship. I enjoy most things they do. Was he Michael Keaton uh, in Batman? He was, <laughs> okay. he played Michael Keaton as bad the one thing I didn't like about the extras and this has nothing to do with the quality of them I hate the way Johnny Depp dresses oh, I hate how like a homeless Harry Potter crazy he thinks he is yeah. where he just he just looks ridiculous yeah he's so sticky yes he's it's like it's just he's trying way too hard hobo chic yeah he's trying way yeah. too hard he he really yeah he absolutely does um so thumbs okay. up on the DVD production for me thumbs sideways on the movie so we got one up one sideways yeah I have to give it an up just because I think people will enjoy it if they watch it yeah. I was really surprised this thing actually won't made money. go into their top 20 movies, but they'll like it. Yeah. Cool. Unless you're a real strong Yeah, I mean, fanatic. it could go into your top 20, but yeah. I doubt it. So the next one is? There Will Be Blood. An Oscar contender, as I recall. Ladies and gentlemen, I've traveled over half our state to be here tonight. I couldn't get away sooner because my new well was coming in at Coyote Hills, and I had to see about it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. I'm a family man. I run a family business. This is my son and my partner, H.W. Plainview. You boys are a regular family business. Now, you have a great chance here. My son is a healer and a vessel for the Holy Spirit. He has a church. You will be cast up as the rest back to the partition. I'm fixed like no other company in this field. I have a string of tools ready to put to work. That's why I can guarantee to start drilling and to put up the cash to back my word. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what the others promise to do, when it comes to the showdown, they won't be there. ocean of oil under our feet. No one can get at it except for me. We'll offer 150,000 for full title. When do we get our money, Daniel? I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. Don't you bully me, Daniel, please. I see the worst in people. We have a sinner with us. Get out of here, devil. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I keep doing this on my own. With these, um, people. Now, I will say, as a guy who hasn't seen this... <laughs> have you seen anything? Yeah, I've seen a few things. <laughs> I actually have this sitting there, but I haven't watched it yet. I've seen a few things in my life. <laughs> so we'll get a retrospective da- review next week. Daniel Day-Lewis, to me, is just an awesome actor. So just hearing him in this, he sounds like he does an awesome acting job, and that's enough to make me want to watch it. Is he so. awesome, or is he way too over the top? I don't know. It depends on the role. But anyway, go ahead. Now. Can Dave. I start on this one? Dave, start. Uh, so I'll start. <laughs> you can start with the synopsis. I'll start with my... Okay, synopsis, just so those who don't know, you haven't seen it. Uh, it don't is, ruin it for it us. It starts in 1898, and it covers roughly a 30 to 35-year period uh, in the late 19th, early 20th centuries. Uh, century? Centuries? Yeah, that's right. Um, centering on the oil boom in Southern California, kind of near St. Louis Obispo. Uh, basically, this guy, Daniel Plainview is a silver miner who discovers accidentally an oil mine and becomes an oil mine and then discovers this other oil field. He becomes an oil mine? Oil man. He transforms from a man to an oil (laughs) man. That's an interesting movie. And uh, he becomes a rather ruthless man and uh, she also say he adopts a child of one of his coworkers that dies and raises him as his own. And kind of has this this constant feud with a man named Paul Sunday who is... um, an evangelist and uh they both have their own uh versions of power trips so let's go to dave all right i have to say that um i don't usually do this but i 100 percent agree with the academy i definitely think um no country for old men was best picture and daniel day lewis was best best actor i i thought daniel day lewis was great in the role and uh but I thought that uh overall as a movie it was kind of a little boring. Really? It had it really it had it it was 
it had its good parts, but it kind of dragged. I thought overall, No Country for Old Men was a step above. How long is it? About two and a half hours. Two hours and thirty eight minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's it's pretty long. Um, but I really think Daniel Day Lewis was much better than a uh, than what's his name that won the best guy, actor Javier Bardem. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought Daniel Day Lewis won. Oh no, no, no. That's what I mean. He won. That's oh, what I okay, mean. okay. He was he deserved to win, and I think No Country for Old Men deserved to get best picture. Um, I thought he was good. I the the main thing that beat me down was the music. The music really beat it me was, down. Yeah, very forceful. It was it was very over, the music was more over the top than Daniel Day Lewis was. Mm. It just beat me down, and that is hard to do. And I thought overall though it was a really I thought overall it was a good movie. I have to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. A lot of people aren't going to like it, kind of like No Country for Old Men. There's going to be a crowd out there that is just not going to get it, and they're not going to like it. They're going to think it was like, okay, I don't really care. But I thought it was well made. I have to give it a thumbs up. I um, I definitely think that Daniel Day-Lewis is an overactor. I think um, I appreciate the performance and the effort he puts into now, the work he puts in his I'm not a fan of him in general. I, think I thought Gang, he was great in that movie. Gangs in New York was a terrible movie, and I thought he was way overacting in that. I didn't like anything at all about that movie at all, but I really liked him in this. That being said, I did like him as well. Um, I really, What I really like watching with Daniel Day-Lewis is actually his face. He's got um, a very animated face in his presence. He's very, as you can tell by the trailer, he, he enunciates. And that's I think, is what kind of annoys me is how much he enunciates his performances it's very Broadway, very stentorian, and it's got a nice rhythm to it, but it becomes a little much. When you're doing a speech like, now, ladies and gentlemen, you agree that I am an oil man. Okay, that's a speech as a character, but the rest of the time he has that sign of almost that same cadence, and it gets really annoying, but he was good. I appreciated, like I said, I like him watching his face, um, and I think he's a good actor, just a little bit too much at what, times. I, what I did like, though, was whenever you see him not in the role. Yeah. I didn't once think I'm watching Daniel Day Lewis. That's true. I thought I'm watching a movie about this guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever think that's Daniel Day Lewis. The biggest problem I have with the film is that it's way too long. Uh, there are scenes that could have been cut out. Uh, considering that this was a loose adaptation of Upton Sinclair's novel, we didn't need this much detail. We could have cut out many side stories. Um, they should have concentrated just on the time between when he strikes his first oil mine I don't know, uh, you know, till it's, uh, I can't I can't say much without ruining the film. I, I definitely thought they should have brought more of both the. <coughs> I guess they were twin brothers. Yeah, they should have done more with that plot line. It kind of partway through the movie, I was kind of like, are they just they, kind of abandoned it. I was like, are they twins, yeah. or was that him? And he's pretending like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, like I wasn't quite clear on that until the end. And I really, I wish they would have had the other brother in it more. Even though I I usually hate when films do that and they have. One actor playing yeah. twin brothers that annoys the heck out of me. I should say that Paul but, Dano from Little Miss Sunshine plays Eli and Paul Sunday twins. Paul is the uh, is the evangelist. Eli is a guy who sells the rights or sells the prospects to Daniel. Um, I think you have it the other way around. Do I have it the wrong yeah. way? Okay. Um, but <clears throat> I wish they would have had a little bit more of the yeah, Paul right. character and just something so you it kind of was just a little confusing to me yeah i mean i got it i kind of thought okay that must be what it is but there was always the chance that it was the same person and they were going to go somewhere weird with it at the end i would have liked a little bit more clarity on that 
I think they kind of abandoned that whole story between him and the Vanish. They didn't abandon it because they definitely resolved it in the end. But yeah, but they went away from it for like yeah, an hour exactly. And I, I love the rivalry the two had. And when they kind of got away from that to focus on him building a pipeline to the ocean, just kind of left me yeah, out. And I was like, the whole part of the movie was kind of like okay, yeah, the part with his brother really have anything to do with anything. Um, but I enjoyed the film. I mean, it was it was very ambitious, yeah. too ambitious. That's a good point. I think if they would have taken out the entire plotline of the brother, it yeah. would have been the perfect length, mm-hmm. and you would have had the stuff that matters. The brother yeah. scene, the brother plotline had nothing to do with anything. That guy was a bad actor, too. I'm it, sorry. It had nothing to do with anything at all. <clears throat> I, I did not appreciate that. Yeah. If they had cut that part out and just had a nice two-hour movie, it would have been spectacular. I completely um, agree. The... It ends up with him being really old at the end of the movie. It kind of focuses on three stages of his life. I kind of didn't like the the later stages, the old man scenes. I understand why they were necessary, but I thought it went too far into the future. But it, it's definitely worth a watch. If you enjoy epic movies and you enjoy a Western, because this is kind of a Western, I definitely recommend this movie. So that being said, I'm going to say thumbs up on this one. Yeah, I have to give it a thumbs up, too. It has flaws, but I overall a thumbs up. Yeah, Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, coming up next, we're going to take on I think our first TV series. This is uh, season one of something Showtime's, we've actually all three watched. Surprisingly, uh, Showtime's The Tudors. The King of France is a threat to every Christian nation in Europe. I believe these are just causes for war. His father only acquired the crown by force, not by right. It's a trap. What if they need to lure you down there to kill you? All of you, on pain of death! Nothing will ever be the same. Can you hear me? You and I won't be immortal. How dare you look at me? This is your doing! I am your lord and master! Checkmate. How'd they get my audio? They're just that good. You know, listening to that clip reminds me of working for the Breakout Media Network <laughs> and under Mark Hudson. God rest its uh, very soul. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Well, this is uh, Showtime's The Tudors. Now, the DVD of season one has been out for a while, but we finally all three seen it, and season two has just begun. Uh, two weeks two ago. of us have seen those two also. Right. Uh, one of us on the show, who will go unnamed, Dave, um, has not seen them and refuses to uh, go to any means necessary to see them. So I probably won't watch the DVDs or anything for some <laughs> reason. Uh, but I'm watching the rest of development right now. I'm on season two. The, you're really far behind in TV watching. I know. Uh, the Tudors follows the Tudor dynasty of England. They were a Henry royal VIII. family. Henry well, VIII. It's on to Henry VIII, yes. Henry there the were father. Tudors before him. Yes, I know. But it covers the... Tudor Dynasty Not starting that kind of Tudor day. Oh, oh my bad. Come on. Starting with Henry. You've seen the, the show. Come on. Uh, and it mostly centers, at least right now, on his constant warring with the Holy Roman Empire, um, the occasional sparring with France, and his his war with the Roman Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, and his uh, constant affection for Anne Boleyn. So, Dustin, since this is the only thing you've ever seen. <laughs> The only thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> what did you think of the Tudor season one? I thought the Tudor season one. Uh, well, going into it, I was going to compare it probably to something similar to uh, like Rome because I thought they'd probably be in the same style, kind of have the same elements to it. They're both in history. 
Yes, but I thought they'd probably be done the same way because they're both on TV and they probably wouldn't have the big production value of a you know major motion picture. So it'd probably be a lot of talking, kind of like Rome was, Mm. and it is. The talking sucks. Uh, But I think the Tudors is really good. I think it's one of the better shows I've seen actually in a while. Really? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's obviously other good shows going. This I still think you know The Sopranos and The Shield and some other ones beat it uh, like as best of Mm. all time or anything like that, but. Uh, I think it's done really well, and I think it has some potential to go several years and be decent. Uh, but we'll see how Showtime keeps up with it and how accurate they stay and all that. For the most part, they stayed fairly accurate to history. They changed some large things that kind of annoyed me. But overall, yeah. I think it's a really well-done show and one of the best things I've seen on Showtime, for sure. So how do you compare it to Rome? What do you? I think it's, I think it's better than Rome. Rome was all right. Uh, the first season that I've seen. I haven't finished the first season in all honesty, but Rome is okay, but I think the Tudors has done better than Rome. It's not better than Dexter, though. I haven't seen Dexter, so. I would agree with that sentiment. That's not as good as Dexter. Dexter's one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Dave, Um, not speaking of Dexter, speaking of the Tudors, what did you think of season one? The Tudors was not as good as Dexter as far as Showtime shows go. (laughs) Um, No, I liked it. I watched... Every episode within probably like a week's time. I pretty much I got into it pretty good. I thought the I don't know the actor's name, but whoever John, the actor was Jonathan Reese Myers. Yes, he was very good. He's entertaining. Has a, I think everyone acts pretty well in it. Personally. Although his problem, I think, is that he has two modes. He has soft talking Henry, and he has oh girl, I'm angry Henry. You know that guy. Like I, just, I didn't really have a problem with know, it. It's just kind of a dual personality. I guess but, it uh, just. But he's Henry not very kind of unstable good, like that. He has so. a good intensity to him. Oh, I, I agree. He has great intensity. I'm just saying he has two modes, and he doesn't have much past that. Then you have to love um, Jurassic Park guy getting work. Sam O'Neill. Yes. Who um, plays Cardinal Wolsey, who was the um, local uh, cardinal for, in yeah. England, uh, the local representative for the uh, Church of England. Or, sorry, not Church of Roman England. Catholic Roman Catholic Church. Church. I thought he was pretty good. Um, I really liked it overall. I thought it was much better than Rome. I... I liked Rome okay season one. I didn't like season two at all. Yeah. And I thought this was way better than season one even. I thought just thought it was more... There wasn't tons of action, but it seemed like there was more action. There was a lot of plot like that filled everything. It wasn't any There was like moments. more intensity like to the show in general. Sometimes Rome has one little theme going on and it kind of drags a little bit, but the Tudors and is full of a lot of things I thought the production value was better than Rome. Rome had a very Xena look to it. Sometimes, like, it just kind of looked kind of like Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> and this looked more like a professional show. Right. Yeah, I don't I'm, know if it was the camera, the film, what. It just had a different look to it, and I thought it was better. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, too. you know, it, one thing it does have advantage of is it was a very uh, textured part of history as far as clothing and materials that were used to build and all that. And it was very layered and, you know, very rich, whereas Rome was... And let's face it, the Henry VIII Tudor dynasty is probably a more interesting period in time in some ways because there's so many... Than Julius so many, Caesar? There's so many intricacies and going on. Overall, it ha- probably has better actors yeah. over the show in general. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I'm not saying Julius Caesar doesn't have plenty, but it's kind of one big plot point. Yeah. And the Tudors has a lot of little minute things that can really fill an hour really well. A lot of courtly intrigue. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I actually still like Rome quite a bit. I've seen both seasons, and um, unfortunately, that's all they got. You don't necessarily have to compare it to Rome. It's just, but it is the <laughs> most. Yeah. It's the most logical comparison. You have to compare it, and you have to agree with us for yeah. uh, for TV historical dramas. True. You have Rome. You have this. You have 
I don't know, maybe a couple of other shows. Um, Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah. Which beats all of them. Uh, I like it. I like it quite a bit. It was a show that I watched. Um, I watched the first two episodes initially, and then I just caught up with it on DVD. And I've been watching season two since. Um, one actor that I really like in the show that neither of you mentioned is Jeremy Northam, who plays uh, Sir Thomas More, the writer of Utopia. And he's kind of the... Uh, he's the... Uh, st- the uh, you know, at, at first, I almost thought it was the guy from Angel. <laughs> just for a brief David Boreanaz? No, no, no. The guy who plays Spike. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. James Marsters? I almost thought it was James Marsters at oh, first. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. No, okay, no, that's not him. I thought I think he's great. And to me, especially in, in season two, he's still what is keeping that show and giving it that gravitas that I think that I was afraid they were going to lose um, when Sam O'Neill exited the role. Um, but I really liked season one. I thought the historical inaccuracies aside, I really liked it. I like Jonathan Reese Myers, despite the fact that I'm not a huge fan of his acting. Um, I think he needs, he's a little Tom Welling-esque at times. He's better than Tom Welling. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, much better. But um, you, when he gets mad, you feel it. You feel his rage. You feel his narcissism, which I appreciate. They they were never hesitant to explo- expose his flaws, um, which is great. And uh, He's almost like a better Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> he's very similar. It kind of reminded yeah. me of Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator yeah, a little bit. He's real similar, but yeah. he, I, there's something about him I like better. Yeah, I do too. I agree with you. The one thing, uh, one issue I do have with it is that having Henry be so obsessed with Anne Boleyn, you would think they would get someone that didn't look like a mouse to play Anne Boleyn. And see, I That's like my Anne one Boleyn. problem. I I think she just doesn't I, fit that role too well. I thought she's cute. She I don't see gorgeous, it but she's cute. I just don't see it. But anyway, that's just a personal. Should have gotten Polly Walker from Rome. Oh yeah, the very first. Very first. You should have got Walking Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been really interesting. I, uh, I I really enjoyed the first season. Um, and Second know, season's been good so far. It's too. been good. I, I'm a little worried about Peter O'Toole uh, playing the Pope, the new Pope uh, in this case. Each season, from what I can tell, covers somewhere between seven and ten years of Henry's reign. Peter O'Toole's a good actor. He's a good actor, but so far he's been, I mean, they haven't given him much. He's barely been in it. He's yeah, been I know. A little bit I know, but I'm, I'm worried, will he bring that same kind of power that Sam O'Neill had? Because Sam O'Neill was great in the show. He was. And Jeremy Northam is great, but unfortunately his role, as per history, is produced as well. It's going to be coming to an end eventually, too. Yeah, so. exactly. He's great. Uh, you know, I, I think the show looks great. Um, you know, for whatever the Showtime budget is, I think it looks great, but... Uh, um, you know, it, it's a spectacular series. So, Dave, uh, what is your thumb rating on this? I give it a thumbs up. Definitely. Dustin? I give it a thumbs up as well. And I, too, give it a thumbs up. You can pick it up on DVD. I highly recommend you sit down and watch it over a few days. And if you get a chance, you have Showtime, definitely check it out. Um, it's one of those, I think, when you start watching the first couple, that you're going to want to watch you get all into of it. them yeah. within a short amount of time, like me and Dave did. Yeah, absolutely. It, it takes a little for me. It took a couple episodes to really get into it, but it's good. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, so, That's I guess it? that uh, about wraps it up for us this week. Uh, next week we have finally going to cover Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. You'll probably be the only one reviewing that. Um, <laughs> I hope not, but we'll see. <laughs> I do like my Judd Apatow films, but we'll see. I don't have a lot of hope for this one. Uh, we're also going to try to cover Juno, which unfortunately our screening copy we got was kind of messed up, so we didn't get to cover it this week. And uh, I think I have Walk the Line Special Edition. I have to clear out of the queue as well, but past that, I don't know. We've seen regular Walk the Line, so we can help you with that one. 
Well, I'll probably just be commenting just on the extra stuff, whatever that oh, is. Let's okay. see more of it. Um, all right. Well, we will catch you guys next week uh, for episode six. Gasoline. Never saw the sun shining so bright. Never saw things going.